0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are
5: listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Wednesday. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Trevor Lawrence will join us. First time we've had him on since he arrived at Clemson. He'll join us coming up, final hour of the program. Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, will stop by as well, and we'll talk some basketball with Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated in about 15 minutes from now. Welcome to the program. Stay as long as you'd like. You can watch on Peacock. Download the app if you don't have it. You can get it for free and watch all three hours. And our radio affiliates around the country, we say good morning to them as well as chat row. The phone number is 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Play of the day, stat of the day. And a poll question from McLovin is forthcoming. Nothing gets the sports world more excited than a superstar free agent on the move. You think back to LeBron, the decision to go to Miami, Shaq leaving Orlando, and... Remember Peyton Manning? We weren't sure where Peyton was going, yet people who were staking out local airports to see if Peyton was coming or going. And then the Greek freak, he had the opportunity to hit the open market. He would have been in that category. But instead, he doesn't care about our content. And of course, this show is all about content. If he had left, then it's a big deal. He signs the Supermax, he stays in Milwaukee. So we don't get any rumors, no whispers. No, I'm hearing source close to me says he wasn't looking at mansions in Beverly Hills or condos, South Beach. No, nope. he's staying in Milwaukee. So now the topic becomes, can they do enough to win a title there? He's going to be there for five years. He'll be 31 when this contract ends. Plenty of time to get another max contract. But uh, the Bucks haven't been able to find the right formula for the Greek freak. But they've signed him up. And it's now time to get to work. We were robbed of the potential for some good content here, but maybe rewarded with some great basketball. And I started to wonder, was this a great day for the NBA? And you probably have an immediate reaction of, well, of course. He stayed in Milwaukee. We love the smaller markets. But was it a great day for the NBA? Because had he decided to bypass the Supermax, and let's say he wanted to join the Miami Heat, Let's say he wanted to join the Dallas Mavericks. And I was told those were the two teams that he was strongly considering. That he liked the makeup of the teams, but also the um, tax implications and, and, and the fact that you know state income tax, with you don't have that in Texas and Florida, that was factoring in as well. We'll talk to Mannix about that, but that's what I was told yesterday. But we like it when we have these super teams. You may not like Golden State when Kevin Durant was there, but you knew he was there. That was the topic of conversation. You either loved watching it or hated watching it. LeBron going to Miami. You either loved it or you hated it. Kyrie, KD in Brooklyn. Maybe James Harden going there. That's what gets us talking. And if the Greek freak had gone to Miami or Dallas it would be a bigger deal than him staying in Milwaukee. I love that Milwaukee has a franchise and that it's a formidable franchise. It's a relevant franchise from the standpoint of they're going to be there in the playoffs. They're usually up there with the best record in the NBA during the regular season. But I don't think that other teams, fans around the NBA go, got to beat Milwaukee. They care about the regular season. A lot of these teams with a lot of these stars aren't really concerned about what their seeding is going to be. As long as you have a home court advantage in the first round and you don't even have fans in the stands. And then you were in the bubble. But the Greek freak staying there, I don't think it's great for the NBA. It's great for Milwaukee. It's great for small markets. But if, if I'm the commissioner and I was wondering about Adam Silver, Not that he would ever say it publicly, like, boy, it would have been great to have him team up with Luca, Kristaps, or South Beach, and I got that roster, and now I got another. Like, you want great teams. I don't want parity. And not that Milwaukee falls into the category of, hey, they're just uh, an average team. I like superpowers. I like when there's a villain. I like when there's a team that is must-see TV. And you have that with the Lakers. I don't like that Anthony Davis did what he did with New Orleans. But then in my job, I like the fact that he did because it gave us something to talk about. Although Anthony Davis in New Orleans with Zion Williamson would have been pretty juicy as well. But that's what we like. You know, Kawhi wants to go to L.A., bring Paul George in. We spent a lot of time talking about that. How many teams do we not talk about in the NBA? And the teams we do talk about usually have star power. You know, somebody wants to join the team. Somebody has joined the team. And they create something there. When I was growing up, players would never leave to go play for somebody else. I mean, it was really rare. I go back to Kareem when he was Lou Alcindor and he won a title in Milwaukee and he wanted to go to Los Angeles. He wanted out of Milwaukee, He wanted to go to Los Angeles. And that was a big deal at the time. Shaq leaving Orlando. He, he wanted to get out. He wanted something bigger. And that wasn't as big a deal because you're thinking, oh, okay, I get it. But when Lou Alcindor did that, that was a big deal because he did not want to stay there and he wanted to go to Los Angeles, back where he played his college ball. When Will Chamberlain got traded from Philadelphia to the Lakers, I don't remember it at the time, but I'm sure that it was a, a huge Huge moment in the NBA. But, you know, the media covering the NBA back then was a whole lot different than it is now. And we're waiting for James Harden because James Harden's the big winner, believe it or not. Because now it's James Harden. It's his world with free agency or the trade, you know, possibilities there. You know, there's no real free agents there. It's about James Harden. And I watched the game last night. I don't know what James Harden's philosophy is, what his game plan is. But if your game plan was, let me show up out of shape and give the impression I don't care, well done. He's one for one. I thought that he'd be a good soldier. And then just say behind the scenes, look, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be fair to my new coach, Stephen Silas, and John Wall coming in. But make no mistake about this, I want out. And I'm going to be a good soldier. I want out. But maybe he'll, he didn't talk to the media last night. Uh, he doesn't look like he's in shape. Although, in fairness to him, Luka Doncic doesn't look like he's in shape. I think they were hanging out together somewhere at some
6: point. Yes, Seton O'Connor? I don't think that was necessary. James Harden is the big winner. Oh, really? Okay, Dan, all right. I, that is just an unnecessary wow. shot to take at James Harden. Wow. <laughs> wow okay my apologies
5: my apologies yes the big paul winner yeah
7: it, it's tough to tell whether james harden is or is not in shape because they put a, a picture of him last night and it was a picture and he's in a he's wearing his sweatsuit you know over so it's it's a little puffier he looks a little sweaty his beard looks a little scraggly and then they put a picture of him playing in the playoffs three months ago and his shirt's off and he looks kind of jacked and i don't know and i know it's not Photoshop, but i can't tell if underneath there he's pudgier or just the picture appears to be pudgier. He looked large
5: and in charge last (laughs) night. I I, I will say that he did look a little
8: thick. thick. Yes, McLevin. I saw a tweet fear the beer slash D fear the beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's me not implying that he. Yeah, anyway, Uh, the new Fritzy Christmas t-shirts are available
5: 30% off the calendars Four more days for guaranteed Christmas delivery. And you can go to uh, danpatrick.com, shop.danpatrick.com to uh, place your orders. This program brought to you by Masterclass. I can't tell you enough good things about Masterclass and the things that they offer. If you want to learn basketball from Steph Curry, you have that opportunity. Tennis from Serena. You want to learn about comedy from Steve Martin. There's so many things in there cooking with Gordon Ramsay and so many different classes. There over 90 And they're taught by world-class masters at the top of their field. This holiday, when you buy an annual membership, you get another annual membership for free. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick. That's masterclass.com slash Patrick. And I did want to get a masterclass and give it to Todd so he could take comedy and learn from some of the masters. I would watch them. Like Steve Martin.
9: I know I've said many times that I want to kind of create my own content, even if people don't laugh, because I feel like, you know, you shouldn't you should just come up with your own stuff. But that is uh, something I would if that was a gift, I would uh, gladly welcome that.
5: Isn't that crazy logic?
9: It is, especially because the biggest names in the history of comedy, <laughs> most of them write maybe little to none of their own stuff. They sit in a group and they take notes off of what, what other pe- writers say. If you ever watch the credits at the end of a comedy show or a comedy, you know, special, there's a whole list of writers. So, uh, you know, who am I to say that I shouldn't uh, listen to what other people are adding?
5: Thank you. You're welcome. LeBron James played seven years with Cleveland when he left to go to Miami. He was 26 at the time. Giannis has played seven years in Milwaukee. He decided to stay. He's 26. I get it. Greek freaks comfortable there. Good for him. Happy for him that he's content. He's getting paid the biggest contract in NBA history. But I don't know if it was a great day for the NBA. As strange as my logic may sound, if you said he was going to be paired up with Luca and Christoph Porzingis, or he was going to be with Jimmy Butler and that young Miami Heat team, that is, must see TV. I've, I've, I've said this before, and I watch a lot of NBA. the bucks to me, that is not an exciting team. They win. It's, it, but it's not an exciting two. It felt like there was a glass ceiling for them when we get to the playoffs, usually the second round. But if you're a Bucks fan, you got to be happy today. I think you were holding your breath, and I understand that. But now what are you going to add for the Greek freak? Drew Holiday, quality guard, going to need more than that. You know, Philadelphia is going to be better. We know Brooklyn's going to be better. Boston is good. Miami is good. Like, the East is not, you know, Toronto might might take a step back. But, you know, the the East is a little more formidable. It used to be the West was, you know, top-heavy with the great teams, but the East? And we don't know what's going to happen with James Harden. If he goes to Philadelphia, if he goes to Brooklyn, you know, what that does with the uh, balance of power in the NBA. But uh, it was a great day for Wisconsin sports, But anybody uh, understand what I'm saying? Does anybody disagree with what I'm saying? I I like the super teams because we go out of our way to to watch them. Like there's there's something that you always think they could win a championship. I don't think Milwaukee can win a championship. Not right now. And I think he saw what the Miami Heat did to the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs and probably went, if I can't beat them, maybe I join them. And I've told you, I have a source who works with the Heat. And uh, he said he sent us um, a sad face emoji last night when uh, they got the news about uh, the Greek freak. I think they thought they had a great shot. And uh, the possibility of maybe, you know, and I still think Miami is in the running for James Harden. And it would be Bam out of bio and Tyler Hero as a possibility. And if I'm Houston, you got my attention because I got an All-Star in Bam out of bio and I got an emerging star in Tyler Hero. You got my attention, but that's just something that you can put that on the back burner. Yes, Paulie?
7: You're right though cuz you know, you don't want to admit it, but when the Golden State Warriors were dominant, it was really great for the NBA when the, when the Bulls put all their guys together or the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat LeBron years are are kind of peak LeBron. And that's when the NBA has a focal point that everyone can consume. It's easy to consume. When you have to know all these different teams, it's tougher. It's tougher on the average fan. It's a fantastic day for Milwaukee sports. But for the, the concept of the NBA, it's not so much.
5: All right, some other things. So uh, Giannis gets 228 for five years. Um, the NFL says no playoff bubble. I thought that there might have been that possibility of once we got to the conference championship games, but the commissioner says No. The rankings came out, the college football selection committee, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. No real movement there. Uh, you got AM on the doorstep, Iowa State, Florida. Florida loses to LSU, a subpar LSU team, and I'm being polite, and loses at home and drops one spot. Okay. Once. A- I once again, I just would love to, you know, just give me transparency here. Like, let me not add logic to this because when I add logic, my head explodes. I, 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 I hope one day we get to watch a meeting. You know, it's like the selection committee with college basketball and March Madness. Like, I would do, just let us see, just let us hear what you talk about, so we understand it. So at least let us be in on you know the joke. Because Florida, that's, that's a terrible loss by Florida. Now you can say, well, it was a last second field goal and you a know, player threw a shoe. It shouldn't have been that close. You're playing LSU. And you have Alabama coming up. But they've left the door open for Florida. Florida beats Alabama. Does Florida get in? And my college source said again last night, that he thinks if Clemson loses to Notre Dame, A&M gets in. And I said, well, man, they, they love shiny objects there. To get Trevor Lawrence in there and Dabo, I don't know. And I, I said, you know, Tennessee plays a and Is there any chance? He goes, no, it's Tennessee. And I go, oh, okay, my <laughs> bad. I, I said, you know, we always subscribe to the – you. there's always a chance. There's always a chance. You can't say you got no chance because we've seen that. That Yes, Todd.
9: They'll never let us listen in on those conversations as much as we'd love to. They, they, if, and if they did put cameras in there, they'd be passing secret notes like we got to have Ohio State. And it's the Buckeyes. You kidding me? There's no way they could actually verbalize that for the world to hear, even though it's blatantly obvious to most of us.
5: It just feels like they have. You ever had the telemarketer who calls and, and you say something and they got an answer back for you? And then you say something, and then they got an answer back for you. And you're going, man, they're really good. It feels like the, the, the college football playoff committee has post-its. So when you go, uh, okay, so what, what, okay, when they bring up Coastal Carolina. Oh, just say, say that.
4: Say, say that. Okay.
5: Uh, they haven't played a tough schedule. And then it'll be Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't played since the third week of November. How am I doing? Yeah, you're you're doing great. Um, Ohio State's played five games, but they passed the eye test. Okay. All right. right, right. Why do do you guys love Iowa State so much? Why do do we love Iowa State so much? Uh, (laughs) um, They have a really good quarterback. They have a good wide receiver, good tight end, and good running back, and they're playing really well as of late. How am I doing? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. That's what it feels like. They have talking points. We'll talk to Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, because if we expanded the playoffs to eight teams, they'd have, what, three, four teams in there?
7: Yeah, if if, the, if there was an eight-team playoff this year, the SEC would have three of the teams currently, and the first-round matchup as of right now would be Georgia-Bama, Florida-Notre Dame. That would be a, a lot of money, a lot of good football.
5: But I get AM too. Yep.
7: Oh, yeah, A&M.
8: Right? Yes, McClellan? I think they put Iowa State at six, so when Oklahoma blows the doors off them, they can have the same Final Four they do every single year and get Oklahoma (laughs) back. I know. know. But when the season started, I think I didn't have Notre
5: Dame in the Final Four, but it was Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, and I don't know what the other school was. But, you know, you just go, okay, it's it's probably around five, six, seven teams that we factor in there. Every year. And it's going to be the same. It's National Signing Day. Check, you know, who's got the best recruiting classes coming in. Chances are Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, they're going to be up there in the top three. Yes, McLeod.
8: Yeah, so what would a spread be? I keep asking this, but isn't there an argument that Clemson would be, like, you know, huge favorites over these other teams, even the Cincinnati? I don't know about Cincinnati, but Florida, I know they lost, but they're a better team than than some of the other teams.
5: But do they they? deserve to only drop one spot when they lost at home to LSU? LSU? LSU. But that's what I want to know. Just tell me. Because it just feels like all else fails, keep power conferences in the top ten. I mean, that's just what it feels like. And there's no way you can convince me Florida should drop only one spot. At home against LSU. And they lost. Georgia has not even been in the conversation for a long time, and they still hover because they're in the SEC. That's all. Just let us know what are you playing chess, playing checkers? Like maybe you're playing Parcheesi. Like we don't know, but that's what I'm trying to figure out here. I don't think that's asking too much, is it? All right. Chris Mannix will join us. It was yesterday a great day for the NBA? And I want to ask him about the Lakers' new secret weapon. He was in the G League last year. We'll uh, talk to Mannix. He'll join us coming up next. 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick show. Todd is a romantic guy. I am. And and, uh, I said, well, what are you going to do for the holidays? Like you're going to, you're buying your wife something, but what about something a little bit more special? Like some flowers, a flower arrangement. How about a beautiful bouquet? That sounds great. And then Todd goes, well, do we get a discount at 1-800-Flowers? I go, I don't think so, but I can check.
9: I thought you'd pull some strings. You know, a little corporate This guy's not a terrible thing.
5: 12 peppermint roses.
9: See, that's what I'm talking about. Peppermint roses, not your regular roses that you get at your supermarket or flowers. Peppermint, that's Christmas time.
5: Extra half dozen roses in a vase, absolutely free. Throw that in. 1-800-Flowers picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Together or from afar, you can make some magic. 1-800-Flowers. You make a little magic with a bouquet, and then you know what I'm you talking about. You never know
9: what's going to happen <laughs> after that.
5: Uh, to order the 12 peppermint roses, that won't get it done for you, Todd. Probably but not. But the uh, half-dozen roses and the vase that you get for free.
9: Yeah, we're getting closer to
5: that. 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter code PATRICK. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code PATRICK. The offer ends Friday. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at Radio
6: Include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win,
10: or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not
0: believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
11: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video.
5: To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit millerlite.com/patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ninety-six calories per twelve ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. We ran a contest over the summer. Next great podcast. I wanted to go into business with our winner and we are narrowing it down to the final 10. Nextgreatpodcast.com and the entries. We got over 2000 entries, uh, podcast entries, and you can go there and vote and we will announce the winner coming up in January. McLovin, before we get to Mannix, uh, you got a poll question for me today.
8: Yeah, I thought that question you asked in the first segment, was yesterday a good day for the NBA? Okay. Yes or no? All right. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I just saw
5: this name. It's National Signing Day. This guy's name is General Booty. General Booty has got to go to Army, right? Right. Is a, this, his,
7: his name is General Booty, or his rank is
5: General no, Booty? No, no, he's General Booty. He's already a general, and uh, he's a high school player out of Allen, Texas. Is he related to the Booties of LSU? He
7: is the, uh, yeah, I think he's a nephew of John David Booty, Okay, and he's the son of former LSU receiver Abram Booty.
6: Yeah, Seton. You know, if Army doesn't sign him for some reason, I feel like the Miami Hurricanes could really use a General Booty, too. <laughs> I just feel like he would fit right in oh
7: there's so many jokes you know his uncle was josh booty former lsu and nfl quarterback who we had on the show years and years ago
5: uh, uh coach saban booty call what I, No, know the, the you know the recruit booty booty call you
7: gotta drop everything for that that's gotta be top priority <laughs> who are you calling for um, i'm looking for general booty do you want a specific booty no, no i want just a general,
5: general booty. very general right now do you want a Kardashian? No, 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 a general booty. That's... You want to keep an eye on his recruitment, Dan? Do you want us to let you know? breaking yes. The broadcast coverage? Yes, I want to know where General Booty is going to. We're yes. On it. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to turn off Todd's mic right now, just to be safe. Oh, I do see where though. this is going. Oh, Family
9: show. I'll be careful.
5: Because Todd leans into his microphone, like he'll sometimes wave and he wants, you know, when he wants to get my attention. But when he leans in, if it's
9: something like this, I'm going to bang my whole face <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs>
5: Uh, is Mannix set to join us? He kind of is. All right, He's the uh, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Chris Mannix back on the program. Was it a great day for the NBA that the Greek freak is staying in Milwaukee?
2: It was a great day for the NBA. Um, a great day for small markets. Uh, a great day for the hope that Adam Silver has to ultimately establish league-wide parity. I mean, look, Dan, small markets... Have taken a pounding in the last few years, whether it's Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio, LeBron, Anthony Davis forcing his way out of New Orleans. You know, this wasn't Giannis saying, "All right, I'm going to give you a, a one plus one type extension to to buy a little bit more time." This was Giannis saying, "I'm all in on the Milwaukee Bucks." I mean, remember, he could have signed this exact same contract next summer, exact same one, but by doing it now. He is showing, uh, really endorsing the Bucks and everything they do. And I think it's great for the NBA.
5: But what was he thinking about it? It felt like he was contemplating the possibility of maybe Florida, uh, maybe Texas to play with the Mavs or play with the Heat. or like I'm just trying to figure out what was he factoring in of whether or not he was going to stay or not.
2: Well, from what I understand, I mean, there were a lot of variables, not just going to play in those areas, but the tax ramifications of playing in Florida and Texas. And look, there were a lot of things to talk about. He had a meeting with ownership earlier this month that reinforced to him that the bucks were not going to be you know cheap when it comes to payroll. I mean, We've seen teams in recent years skimp a little bit when it comes to not wanting to spend deep into the luxury tax. Buck's ownership assured him that they would be willing to do that. He had another meeting with John Horst, who has been really masterful, Dan, at assembling this roster around him. And Horst assured him that uh, we're going to continue to look for talent. Like they've depleted a lot of their assets in the last uh, couple of weeks with that Drew Holiday deal, but there still are things the Bucks can do to improve this team around Giannis and Giannis heard from management that they're going to try to do it. So like, I think he was just weighing everything. And look, this is the biggest decision, you know, uh, outside of his personal life that he's ever going to make. He's going to be a buck until his early thirties. And I think he just wanted to weigh every option appropriately.
5: Give me the team that was disappointed slash devastated by the Greek freak staying in Milwaukee.
2: Oh, uh, It starts with Miami. Um, I think the Heat really believed that they had a legitimate shot at making a run at Giannis in 2021. I mean, their their best audition for Giannis was what they did to them to the Bucks in the playoffs uh, just this past season. I mean, they uh, they dismantled Milwaukee, and I think that you know certainly showed Giannis that this was a team that you know he could step into a co-star with Jimmy Butler, a big man in Bam Bio that he could win championships with for years to come. But it wasn't just limited. Uh, to Miami, Dan. I mean, you you could hear the groans in Toronto where the Raptors were certainly preparing for a run at Giannis. Dallas, another team that wanted a shot at Giannis. Even the Lakers, you know, had some, some thoughts on being able to clear enough cap space to sign Giannis next summer as well. So I think there'll be a ripple effect here. You know, like these teams were protecting their cap space for the summer of 2021. Now that they don't have to do that, uh, I think we might see more activity on the trade market.
5: We're approaching the start of the NBA season. Aside from Milwaukee, who had the best offseason, in your opinion?
2: After watching Brooklyn play in its preseason opener, I'm going to say Brooklyn, and they didn't do much because they just got Kevin Durant back and you know brought the band back together. But I watched Kevin Durant, Dan, and this, this kind of reinforces everything I heard over the last few months from people that participated in the scrimmages with Durant, or watched the scrimmages. I kept hearing over and over again that Kevin Durant was all the way back, that he was the same player we saw before the Achilles injury. And watching him in that preseason opener, I thought he moved fluidly. He had explosiveness. It's only a a short burst of time playing in a game like that, but watching him, I have no reason to believe that we're not gonna see something close to the old Kevin Durant. And if we see that, combined with a healthy Kyrie Irving, two guys that are proven playoff performers, it's hard not to look at the Nets as at least being a co-favorite in the conference.
5: I'm not worried about Durant, which sounds strange for a guy who hasn't played in a year and a half coming off of Kelly's surgery. I'm worried about Kyrie. Yep. Should I be? Yeah, it, yeah,
11: yes.
2: Short answer <laughs> is yes. I mean, it's look, there are a lot of parallels to this version of the Nets, to the 18, 19 Celtics and not just because Kyrie was a part of both teams um you've got you know young guys that have you know kind of already proven themselves to a degree they're now being asked to accept lesser roles and all the the public comments I'm hearing out of Brooklyn now Dan are comparable to what I've heard what I heard in Boston in 1819 when these guys said no we'll take a secondary role we're fine we just want to win you know how does Kyrie Manage some of that. Like he, as the point guard, is going to have to make sure that these guys are involved. A bigger issue, though, Dan, at least in the early on, is you know, look, the, the James Harden chatter isn't going to die down. The Nets are going to be a contender for James Harden as long as he's available, much in the same way that Boston was for Anthony Davis during those last couple of years. So if the chatter continues to focus on James Harden, Brooklyn, Those players in that locker room are gonna look around and go, I mean, if you're talking about acquiring James Harden, that means I go, that means I'm not part of this. And look, we've seen kind of firsthand with the Celtics, uh, a year earlier with the Lakers, when Brandon Ingram and those guys were talked about in the Davis trade, that can really toxify your locker room. So how the star players on that team, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, handle that stuff, I think is gonna be a factor in the success of the Nets.
5: He's Chris Mannix, a senior writer for Sports Illustrated. What is James Harden's approach here, aside from showing up looking like a big man on campus, literally?
2: It didn't look great. Didn't look great in that uh, preseason debut. I mean, his approach, and I think this is going to be his approach, is just keep his head down, keep playing hard, and... Yeah, sort of anticipate that the Rockets trade him before the deadline in March. Looks I mean, like that, his that head think, is
5: down in his plate. That's the problem.
2: <laughs> I'll touch on that one at the moment, but this is he—he he certainly isn't in the best of shape coming into this uh, this season. But he's got to go out there and play. He has got to be a active member of this team. He's got to be a good soldier. All those cliches. He's got to do all those things because if you're a distressed asset. You're, you just become more difficult to trade. And the Rockets have made it clear in conversations they've had with teams that have inquired that they're not just going to dump James Harden. Like, come to them with a massive offer or else don't come to them at all. That's been their position. But Chris, I haven't heard an
5: offer yet. Has somebody made a tangible offer for James Harden where you say those players are going to Houston in exchange for Harden and whatever else?
2: Well, I don't think it's as simple as, you know, like, here's an email. I'll trade you this, this, and that. There have been broad strokes conversations, you know, with Brooklyn. There have been conversations with the Philadelphia 76 I don't know exactly how far those conversations have gone, but there have been broad strokes conversations of what it would take to get James Harden. That means uh, a core of young players, including a blue chip guy, and basically all the draft picks you have left in your arsenal. That's what it's going to take from Houston's perspective. The question is, Dan, over the next month, and this is the big one, will Philadelphia deal Ben Simmons for James Harden? That's the player the Rockets would would absolutely jump at in a James Harden deal. They'll probably want more. There will be some haggling between both sides, but that's a deal that could come together relatively quickly if the Sixers are willing to move off Ben Simmons.
5: Explain, give me the download on the Lakers' new secret weapon coming off the bench.
2: Yeah, Talon Gordon Tucker, he's a good player, man. He played mostly the G League last year, and was really effective, but always in the G League, you have no idea what you're going to get. But, you know, over the last couple of weeks and months, you've heard LeBron James speak glowingly uh, about this kid, a guy that can play as versatile, plays multiple positions, can shoot the three. I mean, I think he's going to be a real factor for the Lakers, almost like a found like found gold with L.A., uh, who is badly in need of rotation players on the back end of that bench.
5: And he was out of Iowa State? Uh, yes, and I, I think he's only like 19. Maybe he's now 20. But I think he just turned 20. Yeah, he just
2: turned 20. And look, he, he's, he, he's just one of those guys that you don't see coming. And as I said, you saw LeBron saw him coming for the better part of the last couple of months after watching him and working out with him. I mean, when you have a versatile guy that can play a few different positions and can shoot the three on that Lakers team, that is invaluable. That is exactly what you're looking for on a team that needs versatility.
5: Great to see you again, Chris. Thanks for joining us as always. You got it, Dan. That's uh, Chris Mannix there. I, I almost—I I forgot who I was talking to. It's uh, Chris Mannix, a Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer. There.
9: He likes the parody. You're all about the super teams.
5: Yeah, I do. But I think you tune in to see that team you have to knock off, or a team that you might not like. You know, it's a—it's a superpower there. And I know we don't like it when you say, "Hey, let me." Um, Let me see if I can get a chance, like James Harden is trying to do. James Harden had control of the Rockets. I don't want this coach. I don't want Kevin McHale here, Mike D'Antoni. I want him. Uh, Let's bring in Chris Paul. No, I don't want Chris Paul. Now I want Russell Westbrook here. Like He got everything he wanted. He was trying to win a championship, and now he's going to try it again, but this time going someplace else where he's not the one who's going to be in charge. If he goes, maybe it's the Miami Heat. Maybe it'll be Philadelphia. Maybe it'll be Brooklyn there. I would love it to be Brooklyn just because of the content there, the possibilities there. It could be really, really good. It could be really, really bad. Philadelphia would be interesting. Miami would re- be really interesting as well. But I do, I do like that. I don't like that players will, will kind of piggyback with somebody to win a championship. I don't like it. But I know if I was playing now and you said, hey, why haven't you won a championship? Um, Well, I don't know. I'm stuck with this roster. Nobody wants to come here and play. Or management's not very good at bringing in players. And I'm going to go play with somebody else. And I understand the logic there. Um, But good for the Greek freak. He found, you know, Tim Duncan flirted with going to Orlando. Almost went to the Orlando Magic many, many, many years ago. But his personality fit San Antonio and vice versa. And of course it helped playing for a hall of fame coach and the fact that they drafted really well. When you get Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili in the same draft, you get Parker at the end of the first round and get Ginobili in the second round. You get two hall of famers there. Doesn't seem fair. And then, oh, by the way, you draft Kawhi Leonard. You got David Robinson, Tim Duncan, And then you sprinkle in some role players there. Man, that's the way to do it. Yeah, Paulie.
7: You know, you could compare this a little bit. It's apples and oranges to what uh, Kevin Durant did. He was 23 years old in Oklahoma City. He signed that extension, but it was four years, and it got him to about 27, 28 years old. He was playing, you know, the early prime of his career, but he had Russell Westbrook with him, and they they had a couple shots at the title. But then at age 28, he joined the Golden State Warriors. Giannis is now in a position where, his contract will be up. His his leverage will be up, but he'll be 30, 31 years old.
5: Well, they had Harden and they had Westbrook and they yep. had, a, had Durant. They had a superpower and they, they did it legitimately. Yeah. They drafted them. And, you know, then all of a sudden Durant shocked everybody and said, you know, I want to go to Golden State. And I don't know if people at the time they were saying, well, if you win, we're going to put an asterisk by it. Okay. Maybe. Like if you want to, great, it doesn't take away from his greatness. I think that these players get sensitive to the, well, you don't win, or how many championships uh, have you won? Because that's greatness. You move up the ladder when we start counting your titles. You can't convince me that somebody was a better thrower of the football than Dan Marino. In the history of the game, what they did, when they did it, how they did it, they were so far ahead of everybody. He didn't win a championship. Didn't win a Super Bowl. He went to one, got blown out. He's down the list. If Aaron Rodgers wins one more, if Drew Brees wins one more, if Ben Roethlisberger wins one more, if Russell Wilson wins one more, you move up the ladder. You're better than Dan Marino. Is it fair? Probably not. But those are the rules that we, we've established the rules. It's about winning championships. Kevin Durant would not be a top 10 player without having a championship. It feels like we would go, you're not allowed in. I mean, Carl Malone, he's not going to stay in the top 10. If he had won two titles, he's staying in the top 10. Charles Barkley, not a top 10 player. Didn't win a championship. If he had won one or two, maybe. Like Scottie Pippen is in, you know, in the conversation of top 25 players of all time or 30 because he won those titles without those titles. Scottie Pippen is just a wonderful player. He's Tracy McGrady, you know, or somebody like that. You go, boy, he was a really good player, but winning those championships, boy, does that elevate you? Yeah, Pauline.
7: I did a quick deep, deep dive on um, Milwaukee real estate and the most expensive home within an hour of Milwaukee is $6.9 million, mm. which is about uh, two months' pay for Giannis. 13,000 square feet, nine bedrooms in Whitefish Bay. It's, it's lovely. I think he'll, he'll do fine there.
5: Whitefish Bay is a
7: beautiful place. Gorgeous. Right on the water there.
5: But I think he's just a condo guy downtown. I'm going to guess he's got a, a crib some other place in the country or the world. That, that would be my guess for uh, the Greek freak. All right, let me take a break. I got play of the day coming up next. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show.
6: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win
10: or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for
0: or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you?
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
11: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends?
5: You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or, I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well...
11: Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up to date list of states, visit DKNG.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick six slash promos.
1: Oh my God. The play. The place play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it
11: the
9: play of the day. Check this out. Here he goes by midcourt, down by two. It's Guy. And the shot is up and down. It's a three. They'll review, but what a shot by Guy. It may have just won the Kings the game. It looked like it. It felt like it.
10: And it might have been.
5: I love that Kevin Harlan in a preseason game made it sound like it was the postseason. That's courtesy of TNT. Kyle Guy hit the game winner. He's the reigning Final Four most outstanding player. He led Virginia to the title in 2019. That is your play of the day with my Sacramento Kings. Play of the day brought to you by 1 800 Flowers. 1 800 Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter code Patrick. You're good to go. Peppermint Roses. From 1-800-Flowers, you can get 12 peppermint roses, an extra half dozen roses, and a vase for free. Once again, 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter code PATRICK. You are good to go. Poll question we're going to stay with. Was the Greek freak staying in Milwaukee a good day for the NBA, McLevin?
8: Yeah, so far, 67% said, yes, it's a good day. Uh, I think that's sort of the mainstream take that, yeah, you want to help these small team markets, because otherwise, they'll won't they fade away a little bit?
5: Well, they don't they're not relevant. I don't know if they fade away because these owners are making money. And and it feels like every team is making money, spending money. Now, if we don't get fans back for this upcoming season, now it's a little bit different for some of these
8: uh some of these cities, some of these markets. Yeah, McLevin. I tuned in to see James Harden play Rocket Spurs. Man, the Spurs are still boring. They're sticking with yes, that they are. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> so you can be good and boring, right? Like you don't have, you know,
5: well, the Spurs weren't exciting, even at their peak, but they were wonderfully run. They, they played great textbook basketball, but that doesn't always entertain the average fan or you know, even the, the most serious basketball fan now. Like, I don't know what is entertaining anymore because it feels like just whatever you do, uh, do a lot of it. Shoot, shoot as many threes as possible. You know, shot selection won't be great. Hey, you made it. You tried to make a great pass. Okay. It, it, it's not, you don't watch basketball for the purity of basketball anymore. I think you just look for flashes. You're watching almost a game,
8: but you're looking for highlights. Yes, McLovin. Are there certain teams, like odd teams, that you're looking forward to watching on league pass? Oh, yeah. The,
5: the Hawks, definitely. Um, The Hornets. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Paulie. once again, when I do my direct TV and I go down yep. the list of games, I usually go to the game that I don't think anybody is watching.
7: You should host League Pass, Dan. You should be like the Andrew Siciliano ah. of League Pass mm. and just say, we're going to throw it out to Charlotte. It's 8-4. Great call. Mm. Great call. Mm. I know you're busy, but like yeah, I am too once busy. a week, yeah. you know, League Pass if MC. they let me
5: smoke a cigar and drink, drink tequila, I guarantee wow. they would. They they would. If they let me do that, then I might, because usually that's what I'm doing. I'm having a nice cigar. I'm sitting I'd watch by myself. Yeah. If you
7: were a little tipsy, firing up a stogie <laughs> and running me through some Sat King's highlights, I'm tuning in. Uh, we had
5: uh, somebody tweet. Zach Stewart says, somebody get James Harden some built bars. Am I right, Fritzy?
9: Ooh. He could use uh, some more protein and less carbs. I'm yeah. not one to talk, but I can, you know, I, I know it so I can see it.
5: We'll talk to the SEC Commissioner, Greg Sankey. He'll join us coming up. Final hour. We've never had Trevor Lawrence on, the Clemson quarterback. Got a few things to bring up. I see watch the Jets. Like, would he be honest and say, I've watched them? Because if I'm him, I got to at least sneak a peek at the Jets. One hour in the books, two more to go. Coming up,
1: Dan Patrick Show.